You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Etheridge. Once again, the, the, the little swagger of the of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I love swagger. It's well, it's a, that's a pretty good phrase, isn't it? Swagger. Yep. I, I yep. like that. Well, um, so one of the things I was thinking of, Shannon, because uh, you know we got a lot of different things going on with the with the getaway coming up. Yes, I'm so stinking excited. Yeah. Counting down the day. I know that we're still counting down months right now, but I can't wait until we start counting down like days and hours. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it's not. It, it's coming quick. It's June 23rd to the 26th. So uh, registrations open now, and if you want a chance to be a part of this getaway, you need to do it because uh, it's filling. So yes, 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 get get in there, get in there. Um, And it is very limited. I remember going and visiting the conference room and thinking, okay, there's going to be a lot of disappointed people that they didn't get on the ball and get registered quickly because we have a max. Yeah, we definitely have a max. This is a good intimate setting that we've that we have found this year. But then you know we've got the uh, the the show that continues to rock right along, and and you know this is this downloads. That's what I was just going to say because this (laughs) month. Um, we are going to top a hundred thousand downloads no! <laughs> for the first time ever in a month, and and that is fantastic because it's the shortest month. That's unbelievable. That I is unbelievable, it. Corey Allen. Look and, at what you started. Yeah, well, I got to say thank you to the listeners because yeah, they are the ones telling people. They are the ones passing the word, letting people know, being yep. raving fans, yes, leaving and, and comments, maybe, and maybe some of our bed buddy club members have that bumper sticker somewhere really prominent where maybe. people even just driving down the highway are like sexymarriageradio.com what the heck is that maybe maybe so and so <laughs> it, it's it's i have to say thank you because that's what yeah. helps makes this thing happen and then uh, they also send us emails to feedback at sexymarriageradio.com and they give us thoughts and comments and and all kinds of feedback that helps make the show so applicable to yeah people. we get invited into their bedrooms right. or at least into their brains. Right. Uh, and a couple of emails this week that I assume right. that you want to go there. Absolutely. And that's, that's <laughs> because that's the whole deal of, of this show is, is direct response to the emails of last week's show. Yes. And yes. because, and, and I get where and, they're and, coming from. Yeah. It, 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 when I read them, I thought that warrants a response yeah. and we need to revisit the topic. Uh, because yeah, I think that, um, uh, sometimes we label a show that creates an expectation in a listener's mind. Right. And then when they hear the show, if it doesn't totally match up completely in sync with what they thought they were going to get based on that little phrase of a label, then they're all discombobulated. Right. And so we just want to say we are human when it comes to labeling shows. And sometimes we don't always label them as best or as accurately as we could. And we apologize for that. Uh, but we are, we do try. Uh, but by all means, if you sense that a show deserves a better title, we can always go back and retitle that for the archives, right? We can, yeah. And 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 so that's just send the us an email. Yeah, and that's the- back at sexymarriageradio.com, Retitle the show, blah blah blah, yep. and then it would live up to my expectations better. There we'll do that. We'll totally do that. I, that's true, and and that's the interesting thing about because titling something is an interesting task because you want to draw people in, but 
you know, sometimes it's got to be flashy and edgy. Sometimes, it, you know, and so it's, it's really rough. Like, but, how big is your butt? But, uh, and that was, that's one of the best titles that I can think of <laughs> off the top of my head as well. But it is one of those things that if you think about last week's show, I, I had that kind of going away too. That yeah. it's like, you know what, that we weren't, we weren't on, the same, on the same page. Right. Yeah. Right. And how, you know, that happens. Yeah. You know, yeah. just because and, and, that's and what and happens I, with people. Yeah. And I admit, I've just had a lot of things going on in my world and my brain may not have been as much in the game as it needed to be. So my bad egg on my face. Uh, but Hey, let's, let's see if we can't revisit the right. topic and do it better justice. Yeah. And so let me, I want to set the stage just a little bit, just, just to kind of level the playing field, because I think that always helps. I mean, this is, this is largely what I do in therapy. It's just trying to help people level the playing field in their yep. relationship. So that way they get a better picture of what's going on. And now what do we want to do about it? Yeah. So that, that usually helps set the stage for a whole lot of good things. And so what the, all last week's show was was it was titled sex when your spouse isn't into it. And the thought process was there's going to be times when sex is one sided is a better way to phrase it. And this is from an emailer of a, of a listener that right. came back and said, Hey, I, I thought you might want some feedback. And it was a pretty good thorough response. It was, it, it was very impressive. He, he really unpacked his feelings and thoughts. Yep. Well, yeah. And so he actually phrased it with the idea of, it's, it's more like, hey, sex when your spouse, you know, it's one-sided. It's just totally, I'm going to do this for you, and I, it's really nothing for me. Because I was the coming— The sex approach. Right. Well, I, I don't even think it's that. I don't think it's a—because the, the struggle of the mercy sex is, that's a pawning off kind of a thing. This is just a—this is something I want, and my partner's a willing participant, and that's as far as it goes. Okay. So it's, so you're saying that their energy levels are so far mismatched. Yeah. That, that maybe he, we're going to go down the stereotypical well, path just because the, the think, main emails that we got this week were from men. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to be, so unap- yeah. And I'm going to be unapologetic about that because, <laughs> because there's a component <laughs> but, of that that you, that you brought up in the show that when you're talking about one-sided sex, it's really, really difficult for a woman to do that because a husband has to have an erection for intercourse to happen. And it's hard. He can't fake that. Right. right. So this is more one-sided in the sense of an animalistic side of just a man. You know what? I want this and I'm going to go after it. Right. Kind of a thing. Yeah. And I want to talk about his approach, but I do just want to also acknowledge, I know that there are women who the tables are turned and I don't want her to feel as if she's that enigma of she's the high desire spouse. He's the lower desire spouse because the frustration is just as real, whether you're male or female, when you sense that your partner is just not willing to match the energy level that you want to invest into a really rock your world type of sexual encounter. Right. It, 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 that's devastating to a woman too. This is not just men are disappointed because their wives aren't totally hot and on fire for them. Anytime you have a partner, that isn't as into it as you are. It's gonna, it's gonna kind of rub up against your ego a little bit. It can, and that's and that's where I want to go because what I have seen happen is couples that have had had been into long term relationships because this is where it plays out most because you know each other, mm-hmm. and so if, if you're in a long term relationship and you've got a cycle of sex where your partner's really not into it, you basically to to achieve what you may be wanting to achieve, which is an orgasm, you have to disconnect mentally 
to attain that maybe. That's where you go to fantasy. That's where you may go to porn. That's maybe where you go to other things to get the job done, which is actually not good in the long run, in my estimation, because you're both not participating in that. It's one-sided. Right. And, And I want to just focus on what you just said there right then. If the goal is orgasm, I mean... I'm not saying that orgasm isn't important. I, I think that I've unpacked that a lot as mm-hmm. to all the different benefits and stuff. But the reality is, is the sexual release is just one component of the overall sexual experience. I think that it's the the feeling desired, the the chemistry, the connection, the bonding, the you know the, all the other pleasurable experiences that lead up to that orgasmic experience. And then we can't leave out the whole afterglow bonding type of feeling. And so it's, it's not just about the release. True. It's a, it's a vital part of well, it, okay. but that's not the whole thing. That yeah. may be the meat, but it's not the potatoes, the side dish, the appetizer, the dessert. It's, it's the main thing, but it's not the only thing. And if women go into the sexual experience going, okay, I'll help him get his rocks off so that my job will be done so that he'll stop pawing on me. He senses that lack of energy level for all the other components of that entire sexual experience. Right. But. (laughs) um, (laughs) How big is your butt, Corey Allen? (laughs) The, uh, the, the, the crux of what I'm, the crux of what I think plays out though, is there are times where sex is just about the release and that's the times I'm talking about. Okay. That, and let me, let me read the email from, uh, or part of it. And this is just from a listener because he said, he says, um, what I, what I was speaking to was something that I wrestle with sometimes. And he's, he's picking up on where we were going last time of what do you do with couples when you need to have a one-sided sexual encounter? And that's where the phrase came where that would have been a better titling. So thank you, sir. He says, so, um, he wrestles with this because sometimes sex means different things to different partners at different encounters, which is stuff we've covered a lot. Right. There's occasional times when I want sex to tell me you're powerful. You can get what you want just because you're the man. You've earned this by virtue of being awesome. I respect your need for sex so much that even if I don't get anything from myself, I'm honored to meet that need in you. I mean, that's a that's just a willing participant, not a pursuer. Right. She's just a, re- a receptive. Well, and audience. she. I mean, it's almost subservient, and that sounds really, really bad. But that's not the point I'm talking about. I'm not yeah. talking about the negative connotation of that. I'm talking about that's a role we play for each other. We serve right. each other. We do one down kind of things in a lot of avenues. Sure. And so he said, um, "Let me keep going." There are times when what I really want is the foreplay or the lube up, you know, take her, but to do the work to warm up to the idea of having both of you change, it changes the message of the encounter from you're so virile, you've earned it years ago and just cashing into here I am doing the work again, hoping maybe if I do it right, you'll be up for something I want to do this time. And that's the whole, see this, well, but see, this has nothing to do in my, where I want to speak to, this Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the wife. Okay. This has to do with the husband when we're talking stereotypical like this of one sided sex. He just wants something for him. He has to confront that aspect in himself. This has nothing to do with her. I mean, it's almost, this is what we were talking about pre pre show today, Shannon. Uh This is the idea of I have to wrestle with being crude, being vulgar, being upfront. (laughs) being out in the open about the animalistic carnal nature 
that I may have in bringing that to my wife. Yeah. The swagger. Right. <laughs> this is like we opened the show, the yeah. swagger. I, I totally agree because in the other email that we got, uh, provided such great feedback, there was the whole thing about being Mr. Nice guy. Yes. And, and I'm going to be real. I, I'm going to just shoot straight. Women love to be friends with Mr. Nice Guy. They love to be domestic partners with Mr. Nice Guy. They love to raise children with Mr. Nice Guy. But having sex, having like a really passionate, rip-roaring time in bed with Mr. Nice Guy, it, it doesn't really draw a woman in. Right. She, she needs him to approach her with that cockiness, with that confidence, with that seduction. He, she needs him to take control. Her bent is toward her husband. And if he's, if he's not leaning into his animalistic side, how can he expect her to lean into her animalistic side? Right. Yeah. And that's because that's and I hope the, people, I hope people don't hear that word animalistic as negative. Well, that's a part I, of us. It's, it's, it, it, and maybe we just need to pick a better word. Maybe it's just the rawness. Maybe it's the realness. It's, well, it's okay. And we've never, I have never talked about this on the show. Oh, but, but what how big is your butt? But what you're talking about is really the whole concept of, and I'm not going to say it because there's no other way to say it, but the whole concept of effing. <laughs> That's what it is. And there, and there are a lot of Christians right now going, yes, he said the F word, but, but oh, he only said the But I didn't, title. and I'm not going to. <laughs> right. Um, I say it, you know, you and I will say it when we're talking just because there's no other word that captures exactly what that is that is not, it's not a negative. It's not, gro- it's not gross. It's not crude. It captures what it is. Sometimes there really is no better word there than that word to 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 say what you want. Right. It's to to say I want a release. No. To say I want to connect. No, because but to, see, sometimes you just want to f because each that's other. Not, well, but that that each whole concept that's a power stance. That's a power move of I'm not dominating and and bordering on raping or doing anything that's disrespectful. I am bringing my essence of who I am to my partner and taking what I want with them willingly being a part of that. Yes. But, but you're being that way with the only person, your spouse is the only person that you can F with and feel good about it and, and have it achieve, you know, the long-term goals too. So yeah, to be able to bring that raw energy into whether it's the bedroom or the dining room or wherever you decide to, to start making your moves I do think that she needs to see that raw energy in order to feel the confidence to put her raw energy back on the table. Because oh, absolutely. I, don't a, I mean, I'm not saying that a woman doesn't love to feel powerful as if she seduced him. She feels like she got the feedback she wanted. She got the erection going. She, but sometimes if a woman isn't into it and she has to get warmed up, there's no better way than for him to just really pursue her with all he's got with that, that rawness, just hanging out there. Right. Of, of, you know, I really want to F you. Like, I, I just, I wonder if there are other women out there who feel as if that makes them a little weak in the knees. Think about it. now. I know that some women can't even well, envision their yeah, husband. Okay. But see, that's the whole deal. Is, that way. That's the whole deal is this is, this is not a move. This is a life. This how is you do a sex, this how is you do a life. this is a this is a bringing your essence forward. Um, okay. One of the has one of the groups I'm doing with the husband mastermind group. I love it because they are wrestling with this right now. That's where we are. Uh, uh, we're just talking about because what you talked about earlier with the idea of the nice guy and and the you know women 
in, in general, wives, they, they love the beta traits of men, which are being good household partners. They're good yes. fathers. They're good managers. They provide. Helpmates. Right. They Helpmates. are, they're really good. But a lot of the times what, what, what will really frustrate husbands that in my experience is, you know, I want a lady in the street and a freak in the bed and I can't figure out how to get that freak <laughs> to show right. up. And it's right. in, in my opinion, it's not necessarily only the wife's responsibility to unleash her freak. I have to draw that out of her with Thank my you. alpha, yes. with who yeah. I am, with my essence. And so one of the guys in the group, in one of the groups I'm running, made the, the comment because they're really wrestling with this idea of alpha just seems bad. And that's kind of the, if you think of the Christian world we've grown up in, there's a that component like of that. Macho it's or... a bad boy. You know, it's oh, a, yeah. it's, it, there's a negative connotation to it. And so one of the guys phrased it, though, of, no, it's about being solid and visible. And I like that terminology. I like that, too. Because it's, a, it's this whole idea of, I know who you are. And so this is a shift. It's a quintessential transformation of, of presence. Because if I was to just look at Pam six years ago, seven years ago, when I was just beginning this transformation of me, and who I am. If I was to look at her and say, you know what? I really want to take you right now. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have meant what it does if I say that now. Okay. Because she knows who I am and what I'm capable of now. I was hiding it back then. Oh, so this has been a just a recent, this is not in the earliest years of your marriage. You're no, saying that you, you've was, grown into this in the past few years. I was scared. If okay. you think about it when it comes to sex, because I think everybody has areas where we are because we have that's where we have sex up to the level of anxiety we can tolerate. Mm -hmm. And so once I get to a point where it's like, whoa, see, I mean, you've your bread and butter has been the fantasy stuff lately. And yeah. a lot of people are scared of that. That's why you get a lot of the all kinds oh, of yeah. reactions to it. Yep. But you've grown into this. Hold on. I'm a little more comfortable with this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to explore it. I'm even a front runner in, in the Christian arena for sure. Trailblazer, so, definition of trailblazer right. being the one that has the arrows in their back. <laughs> right. So it's one of those, you have more comfort with it. It doesn't, it, so if you take the whole judgment right or wrong out of the equation and we're just looking at comfort, we yeah. all have areas of our sex life and our intimate life that we're scared of. Right. And the whole thing of fear, if fear is what's leading you uh, instead of confidence, that whole thing about horses smell fear. And yep. they respond very negatively to that. Yeah. I think that's probably true of women too. Absolutely. I, I think that we can sniff out when he's insecure and he's coming to us, looking to us for a sense of validation and acceptance yeah. and approval. When we want him to have that from inside himself, right. he brings that confidence to the table, then it's attractive to us. We, we draw near to it and then we develop our own sense of confidence in response. Right. Cause, and this is not a machismo pseudo thing. This is a development. And that's where I think I want people to recognize that's the beauty of what marriage and one-sided sex can be is you're talking about a long-term process. It's not a one-night stand. It's not no. a one-time encounter. There and, are, and it's easy to put that confidence and cockiness out there with a one-time encounter. Absolutely, because you don't have to you, back it up. Right. And you can pretend to be anybody you want to be yep. in a short-term relationship. Yep. But yeah, you're right. The long-term uh, relationship really tests your confidence level. Right. Really cause this, this, is, cause this is your about, this is about, okay, here, here's the way this plays out. Uh, let me give let's give the listeners a practical example in my mind. This is the idea of 
stuff I've proposed before that you make a move for sex, she shoots you down, you're pouty or you're angry. Obstinance mm-hmm. of the spectrum, same thing. They're not attractive in the long run. You're not presenting something solid. Right. That's, that's inviting. You're right. presenting something that, that they, they had better get in line and shape up or there's a price to it. Okay. And, and that does not produce a woman and I'm and I'm bashing men here, and I'm not apologizing for that. Go for that it. Does not produce, Women are ready. <laughs> that, that does not produce a woman that's going to be invited and feel safe with you if you're volatile. So the best thing you can do is learn how to handle that rejection solidly. It doesn't mean it does not hurt. I make a move. It still hurts if I, do, if I get shot down. Right. But what's changed is as I have become more solid – I have been able to handle rejection better, which has put pressure on Pam and made her feel safer to be more open to who I am and what I want. I don't know if I shared this on the air once of we were at a, uh, a couple's baby shower, which is kind of an anomaly to me. Um, but <laughs> so we show up and I don't remember exactly what happened, but Pam came to me cause I got there late. She came to me. And, and offered, hey, I've, I've made this and then there's this. Taste both. Tell me which one you like. And um, what you determine will, you know, this will let you know if there's going to be sex or not later. And she's kind of saying it as a joke because there's people around. Our friends, are, <laughs> our friends are right there. So it's one of those kind of shock value things. Yeah. And, and, but she was kind of putting me on the spot of if you don't pick what I baked, you know, you're not getting any. <laughs> and so, but my, my, my difference is because seven, eight years ago, I would have laughed along and had fun and whatever. But now that I'm more solid, I looked her square in the eye and said, oh, no, there will be sex still. <laughs> and she and she immediately stopped and was like, yeah, "You're right, you know." And, <laughs> and, and probably wanted to leave that shower just a little bit early. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember if it actually was a rip roaring that night or not. But it was just a it's a process of like, hold on. That confidence is very attractive right. to a woman. It's it's going to be need to get that. Yeah, it's going to be no, no, no. That. I'm not ashamed of what I'm about. I'm not ashamed of what I'm after. I'm not ashamed that I'm into you. Yeah. Yep. And that's the difference. Okay. So earlier you had said that usually men who get shot down take the tactics of becoming pouty or angry. Right. And I want you to think about the psychology behind those two emotions being projected. That when you see a, a pouty child, yeah. what do you automatically know that you have to do? You, you have to ignore that child to teach them that, yeah, I'm not going to play into that. True. And so that's exactly what the wife is doing. She's going to treat the pouty husband the same way that she treats the pouty child right. of, when you get over it and can have a, a grown-up type of conversation with me, we'll talk, but I'm not going to play into the poutiness or the anger. We've said it before many times. It's really hard to hug a porcupine. If you get angry, you can pretty much bet that she's going to withdraw even further into her cave of safety because right. nobody feels safe around an angry person, right. especially if anger is being channeled toward you. And so I do, I like that, uh, that, that, phrase that you have used before, Corey, is, uh, you know what, I, I'm just going to go ahead and, and start without you. It, it's, it's your, it's entirely up to you. Right. It's entirely up to you whether you want to join me or not. Right. So, you know, for a guy to be like, you know, well, I'm not going to apologize that I am feeling this way right now. I'm going to do it by myself. I do wonder if he does that in her presence, if she wouldn't like roll over, take notice and maybe even participate well, uh, and that it maybe. go from there and give her a chance to warm up. Maybe. Of, and, and that's, and that's where the idea 
of of speaking to men that are that, that we're ashamed of our sexuality, and and some of it's been taught because of the relationship we're in. We've been shot down over and over and over, and and so it's really easy to just think, how do I muster the courage to try again? I get it, but if you change your approach, that's how you do it. And the way you change your approach has nothing to do with how you pursue her. It, it's it's how you view you. It's how you grow into who you are. Because what comes to my mind as I was listening to you talk for just a second was, and I'm going to speak to the guys here because I'm assuming they've had a similar journey to me. I remember the awkwardness, middle school and high school, when you'd get the windblown erections. You know, <laughs> that it's, it, it comes. Levi's 501s. Right. It, it becomes, it, be, it, it came at the most inopportune time and you became ashamed and embarrassed. Oh. Right. Because it'd be like, uh, Corey, why don't you come up to the board and help? No, I'd really rather not right now. Yeah. You know? And, but, but think of that message deep down. I'm ashamed of my power. I'm ashamed yeah. of being erect. I'm ashamed of being seen. I'm ashamed of having wants and desires. Yeah. So I think. We carry that forward as men into marriage, and that's where we become nice guys. It's how yeah. can I make how sure before how can I make sure before I have an erection, I know you're okay and willing to accept it, rather mm. than I bring it forward and draw it out of you. Or if you're not interested, okay, I realize it's data. It's it's all it is. It's okay because this is again, if it's one sided sex all the time, we got a problem. Yeah. But if it's one side of the sex, some, okay, I think that's part of the process because it's me saying, this is who I am. This is what I'm after. This is what I want. This is what I'm interested in. I'm not ashamed of that, but I will also take influence from you and evolve and be morphed as needed. So it's, I mean, because if you think about it, the whole process I believe in in marriage is it's growing us up. Yes. And so Schnarch uses the term of a crucible, which is you put metal in it, you intensify the heat, and whatever comes out of it is more pure and refined. I had a client right. recently talk about he was a rock, he was a rock uh, gemologist kind of a thing. And he mm -hmm. had a rock drum, and you'd put all the rocks in there and you put it in the dryer, awesome. and it would bang them all together, and they would mm -hmm. become better. It would smooth off the rough edges. It's the same process. Yeah. That, that's what marriage does. Right. Right. Uh, with the whole thing about men so craving their wives to be the initiator, do you think that that, it, I'm not saying it's not fair, because I do think that women should initiate at least 50% of the time. And a, a tennis match isn't fun if somebody's not returning the serve. But do you think that it's that fear of rejection that they, they just kind of want the easy way, that they don't want to put forth the effort, the work? To pursue her because of that fear of rejection. So he wants her to pursue him so that he can just well, not have to worry about that anxiety coming up. Yeah. I, I, every, every man wants to be accepted, loved, sought after, pursued as well. I mean, this isn't the, the idea of people wanting to be pursued is not a female only thing. Men want that too. Yeah. Um, but what I have, I'll just, I'll speak from my journey. What I have noticed that's different, and this has really played out in the last two years, maybe a year for sure, is I want Pam. I want the sense that Pam is into me. You want her to think that you are all that and she wants to give herself to you yeah, right I, now. I, I, I want it. Well, no, it, it, this isn't even just sexual. This is obviously that's a big component. 
But this is, I love the times when I'm hanging out at the house with the kids. I've been home, like this week, I've had a kid with the flu. So I'm home all week. We've been tag teaming it, but I'm primary here. Yeah. And so when she comes home and she comes and leans in on me to sit down to watch a show, you know, that's not an overture for sex, but it could be, but it's a, I'm into you. When, I when, appreciate yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, you're it's the you're brush. The man. It's the brush buys where she, you know, brushes by and, and, you know, grabs my shoulder as she goes by. It's the little, it's the, it's the butt slap as she walks yep. past. It's the, it's the it's thing. It's the flirting. The right. Bantering, it's, it's the thing the that what I, what I've recognized is I'm presenting something more consistently that's worth wanting to be around. That's worth pursuing. And it draws her because in. Because she's having fun. Right. She's having fun. It's, it, it makes the game a lot more interesting when there is that back and forth. It, because I'm sure you do the same thing to her, Corey. I, yeah. I'm sure that you're, you're grabbing and groping. And, oh, and man. That's, all kinds non, of that's nonstop. But, see, but here, here's the interesting thing is because I am a butt slapper. That's just yeah. who I am. <laughs> and I've told – she's asked me, please stop. Yeah. You know, and I get it. You know, it would be annoying. You're sitting there cooking and all of a sudden you got a husband that can't keep his hands off you. Yeah. And so, so the nice guy in me, when I heard that was, okay, you all right, I'll stop. I'll, but now it's like, no, I'll limit it some. Okay. I'll temper it. Right. But I'm yeah. not stopping because this is something I enjoy and I love, and it's a chance to touch you and I'm going to keep yeah. doing it. And so she even came back with, well, but I don't like, okay, well, you got something else you'd rather me grab, <laughs> you know, and I'm, it's just this whole, I'm not shying away from who I am and it's, and there's right. a rawness to it. And that's the difference. Right. And, and sometimes it really is all about approach for, for yes. Greg to slap me on the butt when I'm not expecting it or hard enough that it hurts. Right. That, that can be annoying. Absolutely. If I see it coming and that hand goes around to the back and it's like, Oh yeah. So yeah, you, you might just want to ask her how how best can I approach your butt, but do it with confidence and swagger. Yeah, but see, that's also I'm a, I'm going to counsel. Don't ask her. This is okay. this is about use the knowledge you know to your advantage okay. to okay. be a better you, because that's the whole point. One sided sex, which is the point I was trying to get across, because there are going to be times where sex is happening, and I've heard this from guys and had this happen in my own experience. Sex is happening. She's not into it. I'm having trouble crossing the finish line because I feed off of her sometimes. Right. And that makes them, that makes it a whole lot better when that Mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. But the times when she's not into it and it's just something for me, I have to confront me too in this process to grow into this idea of, you know what, what I'm after here is okay because she's, she hasn't said no she hasn't gone running from it. She's a willing participant. I mean, it's that idea of we have such a history with each other that we know the times when you're into it or not. Yeah. And now it's this whole idea of, okay, I'm growing into, I'm okay with it, with me just going after it because you're a grown woman. And you can tell yeah. me if you're not into this, it's up to you to let me know. No information yeah. is no information. Yeah. I'm not assuming other things. Okay. And that's the difference because if you think about how often do we get into this idea of we're we're dealing with I'm just reading my partner so much. And yeah. I'm missing. That's walking on eggshells. Yes, it is. It's walking on eggshells. Just exude who you are and right. it will attract the, the essence of who they are in their raw right. animalistic 
Well, this is. I want to f yourself. <laughs> this, this is the thing that Schnarch says, um, where he talks about we we reach points in marriage where I bring up something and my wife says that's gross, perverted, and disgusting. Why in the world would you want to do that? And if I'm less developed, my response is going to be, "Oh, I was joking. I was just I had I had heard that on Sexy Marriage Radio Come once, on. and I thought that sounded cool. And so, Kidding. no, I don't want to do it. Oh well. I'm t- I'm talking about me growing as a person that has a solid enough self to be able to present something to my wife and say, "Hey, I want to try this because I heard this on Sexy Marriage Radio the other day." And she says, "That's gross and perverted. Why would you want to do that?" And I, my response would actually be, "That's exactly why I want to do that." Because that's who I am, and I want to try it out. And I'm not with ashamed you. of that. Right. With Yep. Try it out with you. Yep. Okay. I think we did a much better job the second go around than we did. Hey, let us know. I, apologies. I, yeah, I want to know. Uh, I'll, feedback. I'll take the rap on that. I'll totally take the rap. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Let us know. So yep. wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking some time out to listen to us. Yep, and we hope you join us on the getaway. We yes. love you for listening.